Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Okay, and welcome to the Mom Village. My name is Jesus Marie Ramos, and I'm one of the three moms here in the Mom Village. And I'm going to introduce you to my village. I have my awesome friend Kira on my left and Kristen Scroggins on my right. And we are the three moms sharing our village with our listeners. So welcome to the Mom Village. And this is part two of the homeschooling topic. So welcome to all our new listeners. So let's dig in, ladies. Ready? So part two of the homeschool. So we talked a lot about like just basic things of homeschooling and how we got into it and how we just got to be in the journey of homeschooling Mm -hmm. and um, little tips and do's and don'ts that we did that helped us. So ladies, I encourage you to go back to part one if you haven't listened to it and go listen to it. But we're going to talk about part two here. And let's start with some challenges from homeschooling. Ladies, you want to tell me some challenges other than the relevant one, the big one right now we all know, COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell us, Kira, what's a challenge that you've seen right now, including COVID and homeschooling? Well, one of the challenges that I think that if you just started homeschooling or you've been homeschooling for years, there are a lot of times, and I can attest to it, that homeschooling can kind of take over your entire home. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I've been known to be called OCD. So (laughs) during the month of August, you know, I'm full on in homeschool mom prep mode. I'm researching new curriculum. I'm preparing our home. I'm doing planners. I'm making copies. I'm laminating. I'm cutting and on and on and on. And my kids are in the corner saying, we still need to have dinner. (laughs) So one thing that can often be a challenge is that it is a calling homeschooling. And even if you're forced into it, that sometimes, you know, if you're a mom like myself, and maybe I'm the only one, I get totally consumed by homeschooling. And not only the preparation, but even once the year starts, a lot of times I'm exhausted. I'm tired because I put in so much throughout the day and I haven't taken time to either self-care or just take a break myself during the day. So by five o'clock, I'm kind of done. So one thing that I would say that presents challenges often is that homeschooling can become sort of a little idol, you know, in my heart sometimes. I want to get it right. I want to do it well. I want to present the best to my kids, but it sometimes kind of takes over everything in our home. So that's one thing that I would definitely. So it really hits time management. Yes. So it really hits time management. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kristen, what's something that is a challenge that you've seen in homeschooling? Because now most of your kids, you don't have the amount of kids you had before homeschooling. So some of them already graduated, they're transitioning. So I bet that's already a challenge right there. (laughs) You have so many challenges, but why don't you just share some of them? Yeah, right off the bat, I can think for me, one of the challenges was, you know, at one point in my life, I had eight children that I was actively trying to homeschool. And so trying to figure out everybody's schedule and curriculum and, 
you know, you're exactly right, Kara. They still need to be eat. The babies need to be changed. If you're working, <laughs> you still have a job to do. And so just logistically, how do I meet everyone's needs? And they're all staring at me, which is unique to homeschooling because in a regular classroom, if they go to public school or private school, that teacher's teaching to a lot more kids than I am, but they're all the same age. Mm -hmm. And so just logistically, how do I meet an eighth grader's need at the same time that I'm caring for a preschooler? That's challenging. That is a challenge. And one thing I would say also with moms, and Kristen, I know you can attest to this, that sometimes as a homeschooling mom, just as a mom in general, we often look at our neighbor's house Mm -hmm. and we get in the comparison game. So one thing I would encourage and discourage is moms homeschool according to your family's needs. Yeah. You know, get off Pinterest, (laughs) as we mentioned in the first episode, and really just hone in on what is going to be best for your children. And it may look totally different. I love that you said that because we have a great friend that we all know called (laughs) Pastor Bernie Cueto. Pastor Bernie Cueto once told me we were having a conversation and he told me that one of mom's biggest struggles is comparison, which is a mm-hmm. huge thief of joy. Yes. And he just told me those words and I never, ever forgotten. And like he said, um, comparison is a huge thief of joy. And I love that you said that because we struggle with that. And it's not that because we don't, well, sometimes we're trying to identify and know who we are, but most of the time we know who we are, but still we just want to like, give the best to our kids, be the best mom and just have the best thing. So, and then we don't realize that we're, like you were saying, we're comparing too much and it's shifting the focus, you know, what's Mm -hmm. really important. So I love that you brought that up. I love it. So we seem so challenges and depending on age and Corona and everything. How about for like the challenge of single moms? What can we say to those single moms that have to do it all by themselves? They just been with the situation, you know, they have to work full time, but they still have kids. I personally had a conversation with a single mom that called me. I mean, this is why we decided to do homeschooling as the first topic, because I was talking to her and she was like, I really, I don't know how to navigate this. How do, and thankfully her kids are a little bit older that they can stay in their house by themselves. But at the same time, it's not thankfully because she can't supervise. She's like, so how do I make them understand that this is important, that they have to do it, that there's no choice, you know? And then um, one of the things we were, at least we were talking and I, I told her was that it's hard at the beginning, like we were saying in part one, to let them understand that now the home, the place of rest is the place of work, yeah. but it's a day by day thing. I told him like, listen, this is not going to be from day to like from day to nine to the next day. They're going to get it. You know, this is going to be a daily work. You know, they might not get it the first couple of days. They might not get it the first couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but the whole world is in the same spot. You know, we're all going in the same thing and then their friends are going to be doing the same thing. So I told her, just keep doing the same thing over and over, just encourage, you know, and that's going to help you. But it's just, it brought out a lot of like, you know, heartache, you know, that she wasn't expecting. So what is something, Kristen, you can share with our single moms, some tips that might help them? Sure. So my sister is a single mom um, and her children are all older now. But man, I think single moms are rock stars. I actually pray mm-hmm. for single moms on Sunday mornings when we actually usually go to church <laughs> because it's the one time a week where, you know, Jimmy's already here and I'm kind of corralling everybody by myself. And I think our single moms are doing this by themselves all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, not they don't necessarily have somebody to share the burden 
with them, even the mental burden Mm -hmm. of it. And that's hard. And, you know, my sister had my dad and that was a big deal to her that she had somebody that could kind of share the mental burden. And I don't mean burden in a negative way, but just, you know, we care so deeply about our kids and we want the best for them. And so for, I think all of us, I think that's why we have this podcast, right? The mom mm-hmm. village, because we're recognizing we need each other. We do. It takes and a village. It does. <laughs> it takes and a for village. a single mom, man, especially so. So the challenge of that, I would just encourage her to find her village. I mean, hopefully this podcast will be part of it, but just to link arms with somebody else at church that can come alongside and help just even someone she can bounce things off of just, Hey, this is going on. What should I do? A a seasoned mom who's older than her, Mm -hmm. who has walked this road, maybe a working mom who can can identify with how about other moms that are going through the same thing and they can do homeschooling together and find a day if you're comfortable with that to go into each other's house. And, you know, I will say too, especially most single moms are not choosing to homeschool, right? They're working outside the home. They need their kid to go to that school. So they're finding themselves in a crisis mode here. And I would acknowledge that Mm -hmm. and be okay with it and maybe have to come to grips with the fact that they're maybe not going to be able to get through every subject Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. So do the basics. So make sure they're reading. Make sure they are doing their math. Write that down, Mom. Yeah, so (laughs) I I would. I would really encourage you to think through that. Make a list of what do I need them to know. If they can write and they can read (laughs) and if they can do a little bit of math, they're going to be okay. Don't come to my house and think I don't teach other things. But what I'm (laughs) I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to do every single thing you were doing before you had to homeschool your kids. So what are the basics? If you can help them read. They can learn science. They can learn history through reading, through videos. You have to access. You've got to figure out ways to have people and media help you do this because you're going to feel alone, and that's really hard. Yeah, I love that you share that. And one thing that came out in that conversation with the mom I was talking to, she's like, what are the things that I can do? And something that just came to my mind was like, well, like you were saying, we said in part one, you know your children's better than mm-hmm. anybody else. And I was telling her, find that thing that you know, it will get him excited. Yes. If it's like more time of video game time, you know, if it's more time or talking to his friends or doing an activity or there's something that he really wants, but he can't get it right now and you're waiting until Christmas, just you might have to get it a little sooner just <laughs> yeah. for yeah, encouragement. of course. Incentive. We all love yes. an incentive. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, it's our time to start thinking about them and what are the things that they like to encourage them, you know, and then that could be a way to get them going and be like, okay, maybe I don't want to do it this time, but mom promised me this, or I can see that that's my goal. Mm-hmm. And that that will help them. And no yeah. matter what age, yeah, I mean, I think when, getting, when, getting your kids on board with this whole thing, you kind of got to sell the idea. You We're know? professional negotiators. <laughs> because yeah. I feel like, you know, there are kids who are loving the fact that they're going to be able to stay home and do in school. And there are those kids that, yeah. you know, are missing their friends. They're missing, sure. you know, everything outside. So, you know, as moms, we are, you know, natural born cheerleaders. We've got to come and sell it and make it good. We've got yeah. to give those incentives. And it may not be anything, you know, big. It may, you know, one thing that I tried to do with my kids and I still do it, you know, every Monday morning, we have a huge breakfast. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one wants to get started on oh, Monday morning, I love that. <laughs> but no. I always cook something really special, you know, out of the norm for breakfast on Monday mornings. Or if it's, you know, that mom that's going to work, you know, hey, let's 
do something special on Friday evening, you know, have them look forward to something. You know, once we've checked off your list of everything, you know, for the week, you know, Friday, we're going to do, you know, have a treat or something. Just make them a part of the team. And I know, Kristen, that you all do, you know, in your home, you have a lot of football players. So you have that team mentality and, you know, create that team mentality because, you know, it may be difficult for the mom, but I'm sure, you know, in some ways it may be difficult even for the student to adjust to this new norm if they haven't, you know, been homeschooled in the past. So you got to sell it, moms. (laughs) We're we're professionals. We should work with the CIA negotiating (laughs) because that's what we do all the time. I'm like, if you just do this, you will get this and the reward is better than the consequences. (laughs) So that's awesome. And then something else I wanted to add, it's like there might be some financial challenges. So I want to share with our ladies because not all of them, and there's a lot of options out there for homeschooling. And some of us, well, obviously the options are not a choice because we're just following what the school says. But for those that have options, we will share in our show notes some of our favorite resources and everything so you guys can choose or look at those and see if those can work for you. But what are some challenges? Because I know a lot of programs, once we decided to do homeschooling, they were very expensive. And we're, my husband and I were like, well, we might just as well just leave them in school. <laughs> Because we can't afford it. Thankfully, we right now we're doing something that works for our family. But even if you can afford it or not, I mean, what are some financial challenges that you guys can share with our audience, you know, that even if they're good or bad, that they can just take note on? Well, one thing that we have used throughout the whole 15 years is the library. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when is the last time, you know, a lot of the working moms have even gone inside the library? So I would definitely say use what you have. The library is free. And right now they don't charge any overdue fines, which is really helpful for a homeschool mom who always has overdue books. Use your libraries as much as possible. There are tons of websites where you can download you know, worksheets and printables for your kids that are absolutely free, you know. And the good thing is that they can get out. They can, they can, they get, can out. get out. The, of the libraries house. are open. Yes, <laughs> Just wear your mask. Open. They can get out. I have a friend that she has three girls and um, they homeschool. And all the time, she tells me all the time, she's like, when I see that they can't stand to be in the house anymore, she's like, we just go and do homeschool at Starbucks. So she's like, I just take off and find a coffee place, a Starbucks, just a place that they like, and we just go. And even if it's COVID and you have to be outside, but you need to get the kids out. That's true. They (laughs) just need to get out. Yeah, we're not as fancy as Starbucks, so we're a little more janky than that. So we used to use McDonald's, okay? (laughs) Forgive us, forgive us, all the preservatives. But yeah, you have to figure out how to be creative. And I love what you just said about use what you have. Jimmy, a lot of times when he's preaching, Kara will quote Arthur Ashe. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's his big Mm -hmm. thing. Start Mm -hmm. where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Mm -hmm. What a great mantra for homeschool families on a budget. Um, Because you're right, there's some thousands of dollars homeschool curriculum. There's also a lot of people, though, if you'll reach out that have been doing this a long time that maybe trade back and forth. Kira and I do that. All the time. Sometimes mm-hmm. I forget to give it back, but yeah, we'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> uh, but there's resources, library, free online. Um, one of my sweet friends, Anna Aiken, lives in Georgia. She was just telling me a great curriculum that's online you can download for free. Wow. So there are resources out there. Ladies, if you're listening and you hear about us talking about all those things, we're going to have all this information for you in our show notes. So don't get stressful about the yeah. fact that we're not saying ex- exactly where to find them. We'll write them all down so you guys can later on look them up and then just see if it works for you as well. 
So we're talking about homeschooling ladies and we're talking about the pros and cons. Now let's say something really quick so our ladies can take notes. What's some do's and don'ts? What's some definitely big, big don'ts? And you're like, mom, please do not do this. We already said, do not look at Pinterest and compare yourself. (laughs) That's the biggie. biggie. Do what works for your family and your kids. But Kristen, tell us something that in your family, you're like, oh, this was a don't. And I keep hearing about older moms doing it. I was like, if I do that in my house, it will be a disaster. Yeah. Well, I think this goes back to knowing your own family and knowing your own personality. So I remember one year, this is Kira, we were at a homeschool convention. (laughs) I I never thought I would be at one, but there I was. And I bought, Kara, I don't know, how much money did I spend? $1,500. I hope Jimmy isn't listening. (laughs) And I get, I spread all this stuff out in the hotel room and I'm like, sweating. Like, what did I just do? I'm not going to have my kids do this little house on the prairie lesson plan and dress up like Laura Laura Ingalls Wilder and bake my own bread. I got to take that back tomorrow. So one of the just practical things I would say is don't overbuy mm-hmm. and don't overplan. One of the things yeah. that we talk a lot about in our community here is just don't overplan. This sounds bad, but Set the expectations. Well, I don't want to say low because that sounds like an underachiever, (laughs) but realistically. So if you have toddlers, babies, you know, a special needs child, you're not going to be able to necessarily do everything that your neighbor who homeschools, who has both sets of grandparents in town that can tag team and help and a financial, you know, ability to buy things that you can't buy. So be realistic. Don't overbuy. Don't overplan. Start with the basics. Have some few fun things sprinkled in throughout the year Mm -hmm. that people can be excited about. But just be a family. Learn to be together. Figure out what makes each other tick, what motivates them. You don't have to do every single thing that everybody else is doing. That's my biggest uh, thing is some people have the bandwidth and the creativity to be able to decorate and do and plan and make everything from scratch. Kira Kelly right here (laughs) sitting next to me. Yes. But everybody can't do that. And I'm good with being the one that can't do it. Okay. I'm fine. I I start strong. (laughs) I fizzle out. (laughs) Yeah. About usually about we're we're awesome until about mid October. And then we're like, when's Christmas (laughs) break? We need that Thanksgiving break right away. Yes. We like forget about color coordinating this homeschooling. No, exactly. I, need, I need my shy latte. I need my pumpkin spice. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. You know, oftentimes, you know, again, going back to what we said in the first episode, we look at our neighbor's house and we look at all the shiny new things that they're going to present to their kids. And in reality, if we looked really hard, they're probably not going to get all that done. And that's not a negative, <laughs> no. but I think it helps us to put things into perspective that we don't want to overschedule mm-hmm. our days. I love that. I love you know, that. Just pare back a bit. And right now, you know, with sports kind of in the air, you know, we don't know what the days are going to look like, at least in our home or, oh, you know, yeah. anyone who's participating in any sports or extracurricular. But if those open up, leave space for those mm-hmm. as well. You know, that is part of homeschool for our children. They've played sports at one of the local Christian schools after school for the last six or seven years. In my mind, that's a part of homeschooling. Sure. You know, they're being coached and taught by someone outside of our home. They're getting the socialization that they need. They're getting the PE that they need. So leave room for those special activities and just don't overschedule. I love that. For our home with little ones, because we have so many little ones, 
and I have nap times and I have changing and the little toddler and everything for us, I feel it's like not over dictating, Mm -hmm. like not making it that not a big of a deal because it is a big deal, but not making it like there's consequences or because consequences for us when we actually reprimand and there's consequences is when big things happen. Like you lied and you're hiding things, you know, like big things, there are Mm -hmm. no notes in our house. You're not telling the truth. But for this, I don't want them to grow up feeling like this is strong and I'm gonna, it's going to be consequences in my house <laughs> yeah. if I don't do this because they're little. So I want them, like Kristen was saying, to enjoy it as a family. And I love the fact that my kids are loving it. Yeah. I think that's what is, has made us love homeschooling because our kids love it. If I see that they don't love it, I mean, that I understand why all of you moms are listening are freaking out because you're forced to do it right now mm-hmm. and your kids don't love it. Yeah. And they used to love to go to school and they used to learn about it. And now they're forced to do it at home the resting place and they're not loving it and we understand that's why we're putting this podcast together so now that we have said our don'ts what are some do's so i'll start saying by something awesome so for example a do it was like having a good friend like kristen's crimes right here (laughs) (laughs) because for us we have so many little ones they one day they just showed up and just drop off in front of our doors when the whole COVID season happened. They just bought us a bunch of like goodies, like baking goods and board games and activities for our kids. And let me tell you, that was a live, huge lifesaver for my house. It was awesome because we're in the middle of this pandemic and this crazy quarantine thing happening. And we're like, what do we do? We can get out. I mean, and how many times can you go to your backyard? Like our kids already know the tree and the little leaf and the grass and all the corners where you're supposed to be playing with that lizard. I mean, they know all those things. And then all this board games, it was awesome. And we discovered because they've been like learning how to cook and everything that they love baking. So this has helped us like learn a lot of things that we didn't know about our kids. And then so... A do for us that I recommend you mom to write that down right now is try to find an activity that you're not used to doing with your kids and do it. If it's baking, if it's just going outside and hiking, if you have the hiking (laughs) privileges, we have the beach, so we have the privilege we can just go and walk on the beach and we can do a lesson on the beach, you know? But if you don't have the beach where you live, it's okay. If it's walking outside, if it's doing more board games, I mean, find that do that can work for your kids? What's something that is a do in homeschooling that you can share with us, Kristen? Yeah, I love that, Jisma, what you said. One of the things that became a lifesaver for me, especially whenever I have referenced it several times when I had everybody at home doing school, was we found that after lunch, we would all come together and do a read aloud time. And that was such a wonderful experience for my whole family. And so we would pick a chapter book, something that was interesting. That's important. Moms, write that down. (laughs) Don't pick boring books, Um, (laughs) but something that was fun for everyone. And what I tried to do was make sure that the older kids were going to love it. Because the truth is, if the older kids love it oh, and they're yeah. on board, those little kids will be happy They'll because they, they, <laughs> they yes, follow. They mm-hmm. follow and they want the older kids to be happy. Those little kids really want their older siblings to be in on what's going on. And it's okay if the book's a little over the younger's heads. Just let them bring a little activity to quietly do. And the older kids get excited when the little ones are listening. It's actually. true. <laughs> it's true. Maybe, they feel important. Yeah, but something about hearing mom's voice every day, quiet calm, happy. 
everybody was fed. Sometimes we'd bring snacks to the couch or whatever, but it was that time for 30 minutes every day. And we did when they were really little, we would do it during someone's nap time so that, you know, we weren't telling the toddler to get out of the trash. I'm taking notes myself right now. I'm taking <laughs> So do it during nap time or whenever. It doesn't have to be after lunch. That's just when it worked for us. And we go through a series and it's exciting. It's something fun. And you, you, you have to be strategic and leave the story That's on a, a cliff. That's a series yeah, no, you okay. can recommend. Like we're getting into the Narnia. We're finally getting into the Narnia. Narnia is mm-hmm. wonderful. Yes. Mm-hmm. We love Narnia. We did Little House on the Prairie this year. Wow. Okay. The Great Brain. Kara, have you heard of that? The Great Brain. brain. Yeah. Yeah, You have to skip some words, but it's a a great series. I'm trying to think. There's so many. We tried to do the Green Ember series. We did Um, the Wimpy Kid. Okay. And my my son laughs so much. I was like, okay. So I think he likes reading. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's And that's what you want to do. You want to get them to love reading. And Mm -hmm. so even before they can maybe read themselves, Seeing mom or even better dad sometimes at the dinner table, man, that's even a better gift, but because they hear from us a lot, but if you can get mom or dad reading and they see you being enthusiastic about it, it matters. Thank you for sharing that because something my husband and I, especially him, he was the one that started doing this and I'm so thankful for his wisdom. My goodness. So he started doing that at every meal. So we've been doing it since COVID started. So after every meal, he like a little story Bible book for kids and then he just reads a Bible story but it's for kids so he's very animated sure. and obviously you know he's very animated as uh-huh. well he's very uh-huh. dramatic so he reads a storybook and then I remember the other night we were just rushing you know moms we always rush and I was just cleaning everything and then my three-year-old literally went and grabbed the book Aww. and she's like mama this story and Sweet. I was like oh my gosh yes we haven't said this story and sh- we gave it to daddy and daddy said the story and it was awesome just the fact that nobody told her she was the one that took the book. And if a three-year-old can do that, mm-hmm. moms, there you're listening. You see how easy it is if you teach them homeschool, like we were saying in part one at home. A three-year-old brought me the book so we can do it. So they learn patterns. They learn things. So sure. I just love the fact that that was something that it came from her. And it has been a blessing. And they love the readings. They love the stories. And we're teaching them about Jesus. It's and awesome. what better teaching than that? Yeah. And if you have a husband in the home that's on board and willing to do it, it's so great, especially for your sons to hear what dad's if you, voice. What if you don't have a husband that is not a board, Kristen? What if you're a mom that just all of a sudden you're in COVID and you have to do homeschooling, but your spouse is not on board with you? Yeah, that's hard, right? So we teach a lot of parenting stuff here at church. And one of the biggest things we say is you have to be on the same page, whether it's with discipline, school, or whatever. And so my biggest thing is if you can get on the same page, whatever it takes, do that. Even if it's some, you got to give up a little bit of your preferences. I mean, our kids see when we're not on the same page. And so as much as you can, I'd say get on the same page. But if you find yourself in this situation, it's not like the mom is strong arming the dad into homeschooling the kids. I think that's totally unhealthy. And I would never suggest that. But right now, most people are having a homeschool yep. like it or not. Mm-hmm. And so if dad's not on board and he thinks it's stupid or he thinks that mom is the only one that has to do it. Yeah. Or he's working hard and too tired when he gets home. I just don't think that there's much that we can do about it except for to be kind mm-hmm. and positive. Mm-hmm. You know, even the the scripture in First Peter that talks about how we win our husbands over by a gentle and quiet spirit. That applies to mm-hmm. salvation, which is what the scripture is <laughs> talking about. But I think it applies to most things. Mm-hmm. So I just think you know, 
if you don't have the bandwidth to do everything and he's not willing to come alongside of you, then cut some things out. Yeah. It'd be better to cut some things out than to get in an argument and beg him to do stuff that he's just not wanting to do. And if he sees the kids enjoying it, having a good time, that might just over time draw him in to want to be a part of it. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Kara? Tell us a do that you've seen that you guys have been doing that kind of help in this time of homeschooling and craziness. Well, one of the things that I try to do every day is just setting the tone for the home in the morning. Mm -hmm. I just have this kind of crazy routine where I light candles. I'll start some quiet music. Yeah, y'all, you guys can't see it, but um, <laughs> Miss Kira brought a candle to our podcast office. <laughs> I love it. It smells, it smells great and we're all feeling happy. <laughs> so I think there's something, you know, moms, we have this intrinsic gift to set the tones, you know, whether it's with our decor or, you know, whatever it is. But I think... You know, if you're getting up and you're usually rushing out the door to go to school or work or whatever, and you know everything is kind of crazy, but if you can set whatever works in your home, if you can set a calm tone to begin your day and then go into your meeting or sit and have breakfast at the table together, maybe do some things that you you know wouldn't normally get to do if we were shuffling everybody out by seven o'clock to get to school. But just take time, look around. I mean, it doesn't have to cost you really any money, but set the tone, you know, turn on I some quiet that. music in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's how you wake your kids up instead yeah. of that. Everybody come on, gotta, 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 you know, I mean, just really and create. And if you have to wake up a little bit earlier, do it. Yeah. Create yeah. an atmosphere of just learning and making memories in your home. I think just most of all, you know, over the years, Chris, and I know, you know, we've had memories with friends and with family yeah. and take lots of pictures, do lots of videos during this time. Cause you just, you know, I would say create an environment where even if you have siblings that they're going to do things together that they wouldn't normally get. I mean, there's fruit that we've seen, you know, with our kids just growing together and encouraging one yeah, another. Yep. It's not always like that. No. <laughs> no, but, I love that. Cause uh, my oldest is the one helping my first grader. And um, mm -hmm. at the beginning I was all hands, always helping, helping, helping. And I one day he's like, mama, you know, you can go put that because I have to do something in the kitchen. He's like, you can do that. I can read to Lila. And, and so I'm sweet. like, really? So and I'm like, okay, let me try it out. Because, you know, we always do it better. We always do it better. <laughs> and I'm like, but then I'm listening how he's reading and he's been so patient. And I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. what have I been doing this whole time? He can just it's help so me. True. And it's not that I'm going to relinquish all the responsibility no. to him. It's just, I'm actually empowering him to be like, you know, the older brother. The brother and he yeah. loves it. He loves that she's paying attention. He corrects her. So I'm like, okay. So I'm actually putting extra stress on me unnecessarily yeah. because I have other kids that can help, but also because I'm teaching, like you guys were saying, just to involve everyone. Yeah. You're how about just to wrap it up, just to how important it is also to give time to your spouses, ladies, mm. because homeschooling can really, like Kira would say, consume us and we can get trapped in this world and we're trying to survive. I know mom some of you, this is not an option, but I've seen in this quarantine, like how a lot of moms, we become moms and we forget that we're wives. Mm -hmm. And um, and this is a very important subject that we have to be wives first. And a lot of moms, you're going to disagree with me and it's okay <laughs> to disagree. Let's agree to disagree. But you are a wife first because your husband gave first. So for us, I love the fact that I have spent more time with my husband has made us get closer, have sure. really difficult mm -hmm. conversations that we wouldn't have before because we were tired, too busy to have them. Yeah. So really quick, tell us something for those moms, like how can they get closer to their spouses in time of homeschooling and Corona and all this craziness? Yeah, I do think homeschooling does lend itself if we're not really careful to a child-centered home. Mm -hmm. And that is a 
dangerous home to have because it doesn't teach good things to you or your spouse or your kids. And really what we want to be is marriage centered. And so that's a fight that you have to have mentally because moms get, you know, consumed (laughs) consumed with our kids Mm -hmm. and we love our kids and that's important, but that husband has to be first. And when that's right, everything falls into place. I remember a few years ago that was happening to me. It was getting out of balance. Everybody was home. We were struggling with one of our kids and I used to wear cute PJs to bed (laughs) and that's important to Jimmy. And then somehow, I don't even know how it happened. I started wearing this old sloppy old pair of pants. I was exhausted. I didn't even notice it. And I get in bed one night and he bravely and carefully said, I hate those pants. And we just started dying laughing. And so now, Justin, forgive me, I wear these cute little PJs, you know, and he likes them when they're silky or whatever. But it's because I'm communicating to him, I'm thinking about you as I'm getting into bed or, you know, and I make sure I spray some perfume. I'm thinking about you. Well, if we don't do that, and I... It's great that your husband was comfortable, even though he said it in a, in a funny way. Hopefully, you took it in a funny way. Yeah, yeah, but, I um, did. We were laughing. Yes, but that's one of our topics we're going to have soon in this podcast is self-care. And is that's yeah. very important for us moms, because if we don't feel good, we don't treat anybody else in our home good. Mm-hmm. You know, we're too stressful. We're too tired. We feel ugly. We feel fat. We can all have fat days. Those are allowed. Yeah. But if we don't feel good, we're not going to reflect in our home. Our yeah. homeschool is not reflected. Our kids are not going to reflect it. And it takes a toll on us. Yeah, I love does. that, Kristen. It does. Kira. I mean, what I would say is even though we're in COVID season, we can still date our husbands. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it may be something simple. Eric and I celebrated our anniversary couple weeks ago and we just chose not to go out and sit in a restaurant, but we did pick up and we took it to the beach. So what about if they don't have a beach? If they have a beach, hey, you have a bedroom. Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, what do you do? The husband the kids, would say even better. Yeah. Even better. Put the kids to bed a little early, you know, tire yeah. them out. Thank you, you know, nap, Our, The husbands aren't going to encourage all the moms to listen to this. Thanks to your advice. Yeah, Close yeah. the door. Close the door. Have a date in your bedroom. Yeah. yeah. I mean, pick up some dessert, some ice cream, sit there and watch a movie together. Yeah. And, bed. and that's I mean, cheap. That's cheap. cheap. It doesn't take a lot of planning no. ahead of time. But that you find you don't these have to blow dry your hair that much. No, no and you, you can don't. wear cute pajamas. Just don't wear them. <laughs> don't wear them ugly, nasty pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So let's just put a little closure here, really quickly. So don't overspend, ladies. Don't go crazy. Try to be creative and find some activities outside the home. Don't overschedule and don't dictate and just be real and intentional. And please spend time with your spouse. So that's a little brief summary of what we talked about, but just catch us in our next podcast. But before we go, you got to understand that we always like to do a giveaway here because we're ladies and we know we like free stuff, (laughs) right? So this one is going to be an Amazon gift card. So for all all our new listeners, please go and subscribe and follow our Instagram page, The Mom Village FC. So The Mom Village FC, we actually go and look who's following. So mm-hmm. if you try to trick us, you cannot because <laughs> we have the people to actually make sure you do. So go subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram and you can be entering the drawing for this great, amazing Amazon gift card. And what else do we have, Kira, share with us? Also, if you have any questions or any thoughts, any topics that you all yes. might want us to address in future podcasts, please, please, please let us yes. know. Yes, we're going to have in our information, it's our email. You can email us any Q&A because we're going to take some of your topics so we can maybe at the end of our season, we can share some of the requests and take it as a topic. But yes, yeah, send us an email at the monvillage at goldfamilychurch.org. 
And um, yeah, we'll take in consideration all those topics. But if you have any questions or prayer requests, send us an email as well, or you can go to our Instagram page and DM us. And we would like to talk to you. So thank you ladies so much for listening. This is part two of homeschooling. It was a pleasure. See you guys next time. Bye.